Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I'm your husband and GM, Zach. I'm your wife and player, Diana. And this is Series 1, Episode 61 of the Segaranza Campaign. How are you, my darling? I'm good. I had a really nice lunch with some friends today. We get together about once every five, four or five months, and it was nice to catch up. And That's exciting. Yeah. It's always a nice time. Tea and friends. Yay. Yay, friends. <laughs> No, that was just nice. It was not. Ni- it was nice. I don't know. I'm ready to murder people, but like it was nice. I mean, you already. You, I mean, you already did the murder. You already did the big murder time. I did. My job now is to take her hostage. Well, really, what I'm trying to do is actually save her from the murder that mm. I committed, so that I can find out who is controlling her and or the other ruffians. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like you want to get right into it. I mean, listen, you always yell at me. I can go on and on. You I know I can. I don't yell. That's true. You're right. You don't yell. I do use the word yell when I mean talked to. <laughs> that sounds that sounds just as bad. It does. If not I don't worse. know I don't know how to fix what I'm saying, so I'm gonna stop now. <laughs> sure. I'm I'm down to, to get right to the uh, role playing game that we play. Let's do it. Sometimes. I mean only sometimes. So when we last left off, Consasau and Masia had a duel in a tent in like uh messiah's like base of operations tent yes and i took her down handedly uh yes you cut about a seven inch line from uh, across her chest like under the arm across the chest down to the bone and she hit the ground and started bleeding out as the battle raged outside the tent and you went looking for, I think you found some bandages. I don't think. I, yes, I did. I found. Yes, I did find some bandages. And you're you're trying to keep her from. I don't want her to die. I don't want her to bleed out. I want her to be weakened so she can't fight me anymore. But I don't want her to die. Mm-hmm. Because and she knew this was going to save her. She dropped some tidbits about how she's not working alone. Someone else is in charge of the chasers. And I want to know who that is. And so she can't die yet. You have these bandages. Masia is on her knees, bleeding out. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Bandage her. What? Immediately. I'm bigger than her, and I already murdered her once. I'm just going to start bandaging her. She still has on, like, her armor and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, I take that off. You're, like, trying to, like, do, like, full first aid? Yeah. I'm going full full first aid. <laughs> okay. All right. Full frontal first aid. Her breaths are shallow and short. So I think I make quick work of her armor, take mm-hmm. it off over her head. I probably strip her down as much as I can to make it easier for the bandages. I presume she's quite weak, so I just start bandaging her. I kind of pack the wound as best I can with what I've got, and then I use the bandages to like wrap it around her so that they stay. And once she's bandaged, I'm going to find something to bind her hands but that is not a priority right now i think you notice as you are working on her that her eyes are not focusing Mm -hmm. why don't you roll what what do you think this is i think this is defy danger with intelligence you think with intelligence what did you think i kind of was considering constitution i'll do constitution i don't think that really makes sense though we'll do let's do intelligence okay i think that makes sense i got 13 God. I'm so good. I'm so good at this game. I'm so good at this game, except for when I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 13. 
I'm very smart. I know. I just wanted to kill. I just. Messiah won't die. Messiah won't die unless I say so. <laughs> Which I was. I was so prepared for you to just kill her, and now. Uh, I mean, she can go into a coma. No, no, no. Her life I, could be spared. I think you managed to stabilize uh, Messiah. Her heartbeat is faint, but it is still coming through. But basically, all you have done is stop her from bleeding out mm-hmm. as quickly. You can't. You're not going to be able to do any more than that. You're not going to be able to re- revive her right. or or get anything out of her. She is. She's out of it. So what? What do you do? I peek my head out of the tent to see if I can find Evaristu. I so I was actually going to say as you as you go to the tent as you go to the door of the tent as you're like walking towards it it opens mm-hmm. and uh, Evaristu is standing there. Oh, perfect! And he is bloody. What's what's his health at actually? It's not good. It's like at one, isn't it? It's two. He has some uh, he has some bolts coming out of his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He has a pair of bolts coming out of his shoulder. Uh, he's got a, a nasty slash uh, across his face, um, and his armor is disheveled. Uh, but he he opens the flap to this tent, and he's standing there, and he sees you standing there, mm-hmm. and he sees Messiah lying on the floor. With goes, bandages on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, oh my gods. Listen, I changed my mind. I don't want her dead. I do want her alive. We do have to end this war, and I need her to tell me who is in charge of the chasers. So. Are you Okay. Are, are you all right? I'm great. I'm half great, actually. But that's fine. I'm alive. Only a little bloody. I won the battle. I'm the best. Listen. <laughs> I am saying these slow th- these things slowly. Mm-hmm. She is saying them very fast. She's got a lot of adrenaline going through her. Every stew pushes you like back into the tent and like closes the flap. Yeah. So that you guys aren't talking like in the... Yeah. We have to stabilize her. She is crashing and I need her because I don't know who's in charge of the chasers. We also have to somehow let everybody know that Messiah is down and that they should lay down their swords. What would make you lay down your sword when you were in the city guard? He like shakes his head and and looks, I think he looks back at Messiah and he goes, I don't know, a formal order? Uh, The truth is we need to find one of the security guilds. And and I think that if we announce Messiah's down, we can get everybody out. Okay, let's do that. All right, we have to get to the top of the stairs. We can't just leave her here. One of us has to stay with her. He nods and he says, okay. Okay, you stay with her. All right. And so I, because I, I'm better healthed, I think, than he is. So I can probably make the journey a little faster, mm-hmm. a little quicker, and a little bit less conspicuously. Okay. He, uh, I think he grabs your hand and he goes, be careful. I put my hand on top of his hand and I go, you too. I look into his eyes very deep and I say you too um, and then I leave and I start making my way towards the nearest security guild so the security guilds are stationed at the top like their like leadership is based at the yeah. top of the stairs as you exit the tent you can see that uh, although the fighting is still chaotic and, and there's still a lot of fighters it has definitely calmed down since it since the lines first broke mm-hmm the city guard are for sure on the losing side of this. Okay. Um, you're seeing a lot more wounded city guard. Their their base is in tatters. They are they are losing this fight. And you are pretty near the stairs. Could you 
do me a favor and roll for Omin and Marshiri to do their thing? Sure. You don't do it. So you're you make your way up the stairs. Yep. And you are unaccosted. There's still people running up and down the stairs, but it is uh, chaotic. They're not paying attention to you. They're they're preoccupied with their own business. And at the top of the stairs, you can see the barricade that the city guard had set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some security guild soldiers kind of guarding it, all wearing mix-matched armor uh, and the insignias of their different guilds. And I think when they see you, uh, I think one of them sees you and recognizes you, and he's uh, wearing a, sig- uh, a sigil for the Rugmakers Guild, mm-hmm. who might he might be the same guy that you headbutted ah. um back at the like way back when at the at the when they tried to arrest you mm-hmm. and he goes Sal, and he raises a hand and, and and waves you over and i think he i think he hops the barricade and starts coming towards you i yeah i start walking towards him he uh i think he um puts his like like warrior handshake uh no i think he like puts his arm around your back and starts like leading you to the security guilds uh, like he's forcing me to go with him or forcing and protecting because there's still fighting going on up here. Okay. I'll take the protecting. All right. Yeah. Uh, and he, he takes you past the barricade and uh, a f- little ways back to there where they have set up their like the trade guilds have set up their like headquarters. Okay. And he takes you through like a few tents and to the tent that you vaguely recognize from when you spoke to Pete Myth mm-hmm. over the like through the flames. Yeah. And Pete Myth, Arlindu, Sebastian, and some other guild leaders are there. Pete Myth turns to you and he goes, Oh my god, Sal, you're alive. Why are you so surprised? Of course I'm alive. I'm awesome. Listen. How are you looking, by the way? Not great. What's your health at? It's half. I'm at okay, half. that's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's not great. I'm a little bloody. Definitely black and blue. Certainly disgustingly filthy. And I smell because we established this was like summertime. It was so gross. Mm-hmm. I smell so bad. And so I look at him and I'm like, look, there's not a lot of time. I may or may not have murdered Messiah. I'm trying to not have her die. She's down in the tent. We need to stabilize her and we need to alert everybody else that the fighting is over because Messiah's down. Pete Myth looks to Sebastian. Uh, and Sebastian nods, uh, and he says, um, All right, we'll take everyone down the stairs, make one final push, surround the city guard, and announce that it's over. We're going to put an end to this right now. And I think he turns to you, and he goes, Consasau, uh, you stay here. You've done enough. We'll round everything up. No, I'm, I'm going to go down to where Messia and Evaristo are. You can try to stop me if you want. Has not worked for you since you started trying. He looks at you and he gives you a very severe look and he says Consasau, you are going to stay here while we round everyone up your job and your work is over i want you to defy danger with charisma okay i do not succeed his look freezes you uh to your place it reminds me of my father Ooh, that's good. Yeah. And uh, he goes down, and um, you hear him shouting orders to the security guild forces, or the guild security forces, and uh, they gather up and start 
doing their thing. You made a promise to several forces and beings. I did. Uh, the first of which is the forces of fire yeah. that the immolators were possessing, which asked you to promise to burn something before the night ended. Yeah, I was planning on burning that tent that Messiah is in. Mm, but I see. there's people in there. That's why I wanted to go. But now I can't. Because mm-hmm. I'm on timeout. <laughs> well, you know what's going to happen. How far away is it? The tent from where I am. Uh, it's it's all the way down the stairs and like it, it's pretty distant. It's but a, I have a height advantage. I'm above yes, it. yes. Could I shoot a flaming arrow at the tent? If you could get a flaming arrow and get to the edge of the stairs, you I could have do a, so. The arrow. tent that Messias and Evaristo are in. Yeah, I'm not doing it now. I'm gonna wait until I see them gone. Okay. Aren't Let, there some? Aren't there some like rubbled tents and stuff? Yes, there yeah. are. I'm going to wait until my peeps are safe. Missy is not my peep, but Avrisu is. So I'm going to wait until he's a little bit safe, and then I'm going to go for it. Okay. Yeah, I think they go down, and um, the security forces... uh, I think you can hear the shouting from the bottom of the stairs. Uh, You can hear, like, the last clanging of swords until it dies out in, like, 30 minutes. In, In 30, 45 minutes, the fighting has ended as news of Messiah's defeat has kind of spread through the battle. Mm-hmm. Petemith and Arlindu are here. Do you like talk to them about anything? I tell them I need to light something on fire. <laughs> Petemith looks at you and he goes, I'm, I'm sorry, what? You don't need to know. I just need to light something on fire. It needs to be semi-large. Is their encampment empty? Yeah, I guess they're 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 cleaning it up now. They're they're gonna make arrests and and then. Cool. Don't clean it up. I'm gonna burn it. It's a symbol. Let it be. <laughs> Pete Miller kind of looks at you and goes, "Um, oh, okay." I feel like he should not be surprised by half of the things that I say anymore. Yeah, he really shouldn't. After after about thirty forty five minutes, word comes up to the guild security headquarters that. It is that you're good to go down. Awesome. Gonsa Sound makes her way down, and you see that all of the um, city guard have been arrested, tied up, handcuffed in in like a, a, a section and, and cordoned off. And the security forces are now like going around, tending to the wounded, uh, arresting wounded city guard, stabilizing anyone who needs to be stabilized, and carrying away bodies. And, uh, off to the side, like just outside in the square, just outside of the of the barricade, is a lot of root and your own forces. Uh, about like thirty five to forty of your original fifty. Okay. What do you do? I want to go check on them, but I want to set this fire so that I can just kind of be done with it. So um, I want to go to like a fallen tent that's kind of away from everybody else. What I'd like to do is make a bonfire. With their tents and like burn all their shit. Mm-hmm. You don't get it. But that takes a lot of time and manpower. So I think I make one bonfire with one tent and one person's shit. And I think it's Messiah's if it's still standing without Messiah in it. Okay. You're just burning Messiah's tent? Yeah. Let's say you get everything together. For a bonfire? Yes. Oh, I can do that in a reasonable amount of time? You 
Yes. Because that was my concern. I don't want to be taking hours and hours to do this. No. I, but you conscript the the guild security forces and your own team to to start gathering the stuff up. Cool. All right. And and over the next hour, hour and a half, they take everything. Um, and Bonfire. the security forces or the guild, the guilds gather up Messiah's things for evidence, anything that they think might be evidence, but... Uh, weapons, crossbows, armor, clothes, uh, tents, wooden barricades. Everything gets gets piled up in this this massive bonfire. I'm gonna wreck on weapons. Weapons are useful, and the city guard don't get any. So everything else but the weapons goes in the bonfire. Okay, and uh, Omen comes to you with a torch. I light that motherfucker. Okay, and I think I hold my necklace because even though I know that I don't really need to hold my necklace, I still kind of do it, and. I just kind of telepathically think like I'm setting the fire to hold our end of the deal. I don't know. I'm not necessarily invoking anything. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. sp- sending it out into the universe. The The bonfire burns and you stand outside of the barricade with uh, your friends, with Omin and Marshiri and Marinu and Evaristu and Pat and Duarte. Can I be standing in between Omin and Evaristu? You can. Uh, on each side of me. Yep. Evaristo is on one side of you. He's got uh, his shoulders and his face are bandaged. Uh, Omin has a pretty bad chunk taken out of his ear, mm. which he is showing off. Like pre- when you came down, he was like showing it off to uh, Marshiri. Okay. So like, like he earned it. Yes. You all of the matriarchs are badly scarred in some way, and it's kind of like a like a null. Badge of honor. Badge yes, of honor. it's a badge of honor to show that yeah. you've you've bled for something, and so he's like very proud of this, showing this off to Marshir, and she's so worried about it. But as the fire burns, Omin stands to one side of you, and Evaristo stands to the other, and the smoke billows up into the sky and rises over Segaranza as dawn begins to break. Season finale. I don't want to add anything to that. That's so beautiful. Well. We got some stuff. Do do we? Mm-hmm. Do we? Because I think that I think we can end there. I think that feels good. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. I mean, genuinely, is that where oh, you want to end it? No. I think we should do like a let's let's say one week later. Okay. One week later, after the battle has finished, Messiah has been stabilized and she is being kept somewhere undisclosed. The city guard is currently disbanded. Or it is currently suspended, I'll say that, uh, with every intention of... Uh, Sebastião has promised the people of Segaranza a full investigation into how the city guard was being organized and utilized, and has promised that the city guard will become a full-fledged guild-adjacent force once again, but it, for the time being, the trade guilds security forces are filling the roles of the guild of the uh, city guard okay which has put some of your compatriots in an awkward position Evaristo is currently jobless as is Duarte and Pat uh, as they as the investigation is done into what exactly their involvement was and if they can ever be trusted again those three I think earned their trust though I mean, I'm not. A if you say that to Arlindu, Arlindu says, uh, "None of them. None of them are good. We have to rebuild the entire thing from the ground up." Corpstown is 
being rebuilt uh, using the uh, using Sagaranza's treasury um, in what was a fairly unanimous decision. I think during the guild meeting where this was voted on, you noticed that some people were less invested in putting money into the rebuilding of Corpstown than others. Hmm. Uh, namely, the same people who voted alongside Messia previously. That makes sense. But things are calming things are calming down and things are looking good i have found billowy pants again you have found billowy pants again i have found billowy pants again um i'm not sure where i got the income for it i do have some money um but i think i took a very long bath i cleaned a lot of me um my hair is braided and this time my hair is braided to the left so that you can see my port wine birthmark because my identity's out there anyway, so I might as well. And I've got my billowy pants on. And they're not as fine as they used to be. But it's kind of like... I want you to get the image that like this is a new sound, but it's a callback to the old sound, you know? Yeah. What have you been doing in the past week? I think I have been checking in on people. Um, helping out as much as I can without physically helping out with the rebuilding of Corpstown. So, like, checking in on all those people that I've met... Uh, I've met a lot of people in Corpstown, so checking in on all of them. Obviously checking in on Omen and his family, checking in on that blacksmith that I almost immediately forgot, forgot Nukupanu. Yeah, Nuke. Yeah, checking in on Nukupanu and um, checking in on the other Noel families, checking in on Ruth. Um, I think I made sure I was there when Evaristu saw his parents again and helped them get situated again back in um, Evaristu's house and... I said thank you to the gang members, essentially, who let me use their weapons. Scythe? Yeah. Well, thanks. Hopefully I won't need you again. Kind of walked away from that. Let's let's do that meeting. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I held up my end of that bargain, which was murder Messiah. Disband the city guard. that That was the bargain you made. You meet with uh, Tiago... Doc, his elven mage, and Viklak, his Formian assassin. And Tiago is this is this big foreboding guy, and you meet up with him back at the uh at the base under Segunda Station mm-hmm. that you that you were given permission to use. Yes. Yeah. And there's there's that bar there. How how did they summon you? What did they use to summon you? I don't think they did. You were just I think I think I went back. Mm. And Tiago's there, and he goes, uh, Concesal, you did a pretty good job out there, so I heard. Thank you. There's one little problem. I asked you to get rid of the city guard. They're not gone. So how, how, are, we going to, how are we going to work this out, Concesal? I did what I could. I'm still working that angle. I'm not completely done. Um, I still have a few aces up my sleeve, but I've done what I can. I've gotten them disbanded. I can't control the whole city. He laughs and he goes, uh, no, I guess not yet. So, uh, I say we just, uh, keep it as an IOU then. How's that sound, Consasau? What am I owing you? Not sure yet. A favor, some help, something. I'm sure we'll think of it eventually. Do I have a choice? 
that you're asking Tiago? Yep. <laughs> he he laughs uh, and he takes a sip of his whiskey uh, and he goes, no. Okay, then I accept this bargain. Mm-hmm. I accept these terms. Uh, and as you guys are talking, um, he has somebody pour you a drink. He like waves for somebody. Uh, and has, uh, has the cons- clock. Has Comsa sound imbibed, imbibed yet? Uh, I don't know. I don't either. I don't think so. I think you mostly just drink coffee. I think so. Smoke a sheesh. I really do drink coffee. Um, <laughs> I think I take a sip. Okay. Uh, and as the two of you are talking, someone comes out of the back room mm-hmm. and they're dressed pretty nicely and they have the symbol for scythe on their uh, jacket. And uh, it is, uh, it's Esteban. Of course it is. And I think he shoots you a sideways glance and then turns away and goes back behind the bar and starts talking to Viclock. Am I talking actively right now to Tiago? Yeah. Then I don't break it off. But at a natural pause in our conversation, I shout across the bar, Esteban, did you really think you could walk past me and not say anything? Tiago goes, uh, ignore the boy. He's moody. That is, that is one way to describe him. Certainly. And, uh, I think you finish your meeting with Tiago and um, move on from there. Yeah, I don't want to rock that boat too much. When is the next time that you see Hamna Mamomin? I think I would have seen her pretty soon after the battle. So are you like, are you talking about immediately afterwards or like, because I probably would have seen her immediately afterwards and then maybe two days later. Okay. So like the two days later. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm visiting Mm-hmm. Um, no one's calling me anywhere. No one really wants me around. I just kind of show up. Um, but I kind of just pop in just to make sure everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. See how everybody's adjusting. Yeah. And uh, Mama Min, Marshiri, and Omin are at home. And I think they have you over. And uh, Mama Min cooks this big uh, pot of uh, like curry and rice. Um, and the four of you sit down and are eating. And Mama Min uh, gestures to Omen, and he goes back into the back room and brings out your rapier <gasps> and your book. Yay! Books. Books. Oh, wait. Did they have your rapier or did Mar- uh, Mas- uh, Masia have your rapier? No, I thought they had my rapier. No, because you... I was getting one ordered. My rapier broke. Did I get an inferior rapier yet? Remember, Nukupenu was going to make me one. What happened to your original one? I thought your original one got uh, stolen by somebody. I thought it was broken. I don't remember. I don't either. He okay, has your book, though. There's can, they, can we say that there is a rapier that now belongs to me uh, and two books? No, not yet, then. Okay. Omen has your book. Okay. Two books. Books? You had two books? Yeah. Spells and Magics and Legends of Heroes Past. Oh, I thought those were just your fields of knowledge. I thought it was like one book. No. Okay. It's his two books, sir. Um, he has your he has your books, these big leather tomes, and he brings them out for you. And uh, the four of you sit and eat. And Hamna Mamamin is not relieved. I think she's still worried and concerned, and you can see it on her face. Uh, but she does have a certain amount of pride in her children mm-hmm. for what they did. I think I heap a lot of praise on them while I'm there. Is there anything that you want to talk to them about? I would love to get to know more about their mythology um, and the goddess and stuff, but I don't know that this is the right time for that. Yeah. Diana would. I don't know that Consta sounds even thinking about it. I think we're just chit-chatting. 
like yeah. trying to get back to normal as much as we can yeah i think the four of you just have a nice dinner where uh you definitely talk about the battle but it's nothing heavy about it yeah. it's um omen talking about how great he was and marshiri talking about how uh intense everything was and how it, it crazy it was to lead a group and uh it's just kind of nice yeah it's a nice family dinner which is odd but nice yeah anyone else that you want to specifically stop in and see uh Marinho would be nice as well um and i don't know if we want to role play it out but everybody's doing his parents uh yeah i, I think you def uh do you want to role play out meeting with Mourinho? i think you you meet Mourinho at the galus crest yeah i don't think and... we talk about anything specific just yeah checking in making sure he's all right and uh, Evaristo and his parents are also uh, um, Evaristo's parents are, are happy to be safe and that their son is safe most of all. Evaristo is rough but recovering. Um, he's worried about the city guard. He's mm-hmm. worried about the city's future. Where am I staying? I don't know. Where are you staying? Um, I kind of want to say that I'm staying with Evaristo, but I don't know if that's a lot for him. I think Evaristo and his parents open up their home to you. Yeah. And allow you to stay with them. So I stay with them. Yeah. But I do check on Zofia as well. Zofia's doing well. Or she's doing okay. She's bandaged. She's wounded. Uh, she's getting hefty support from the Rugmakers Guild. And she is happy to see you when you come to visit her. I only visit Zofia once. I think I visit everybody else a couple times, but I only visit Zofia once. That's kind of cruel. Why? I feel a lot of guilt. I feel a lot of guilt towards Zofia that I don't feel for everybody else. Mm. Um, and so I'm still processing that. After your visit with Zofia, when you leave, she says, uh, don't worry about me. I'm going to be okay. Everything that happened is stuff that I know that I'm going to do. That doesn't make it any easier. But I appreciate what you're saying. And I'm glad that you don't hate me. I really do wish the best for you. And I will stop by again. She nods and she says, "Um, I know you're really stubborn, Sal. So you better get over yourself and come visit me. <laughs> okay. And yeah, I think you, you see everyone. And um, you kind of uh, check in on everybody and make sure everybody's okay. I think the last thing that happens uh, in that in that week is the same guild meeting in which Sebastian ordered a formal investigation into the city guard. Mm-hmm. He makes an announcement that the curfew for Knowles into Corpstown at sundown was never like a city law. It mm-hmm. was just something that was like cultural because it was dangerous. And the guilds had never stopped it from from being a thing. Okay. Sebastian announces that there will be a formal crackdown on anyone anyone who tries to chase Knowles out of the greater city at sundown. Um, so no more curfew. No more curfew. Okay. And anyone who tries to make a curfew is going to face repercussions from the guild council. Okay. All this happens over the course of 
a week, a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Where are you? At what, the end of that week? Yeah, what are you doing at the end of that week, end of that week and a half? I am going back to the temple of Sagaranza. Ooh, Ucorosan. Yeah. Haven't been there in a long time. Nope. Oh, what are you doing there? I am determined to do the touristy things that I immediately gave up on when I got to the city. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what to do with myself. If I don't give myself a mission, then I have to go home because that's the promise I kept telling everybody and I don't want to go home yet. I'm not ready. Um, and so I am kind of going back to where I started to kind of... I'm telling myself I'm doing all the touristy things, but really I'm trying to find myself another mission. I don't mm-hmm. want to leave. Uh, you're, you go up to the temple of Ukrosal and um, you, you walk through the, the massive temple doors. And uh, we've talked before about how like where the shrine is to uh, Ukrosal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like... Um, one side is like all open air arches like leading out into the sunlight and it's white stone and the sun pours in making the entire temple look pristine and holy and the giant Sephira crystal of Ukurasau sits on uh, the that warm gold and bronze brazier you walk in and uh, there's there's some other tourists there, some other people there, and they're they're doing their general thing. And let's actually let's say this is like maybe two two like three weeks later. It's all it's been almost a month, let's say. And you hear some footsteps coming up beside you, and then they stop right next to me. Right next to you. I'm gonna go ahead and take a guess, and I think that this is sounds thinking. It's been a month. I think she goes, "Hello, Nunu." I'm sorry. What? And I turn. It is uh, the older um, head priest, Urbanu, oh. who runs. Uh, it's not the guild, but it's the it's the temple, um, and they hold guild like status. And he's looking down at you, and he goes, "Were you expecting someone else?" No, I was just mistaken. How are you? I'm doing well, Consasau. He looks to Ukurasau, uh, uh, and he says, uh, It's beautiful, isn't it? It's certainly impressive. It's vital to our city. It's our beating heart. It's the heart that keeps us alive, that keeps the lifeblood of our city and the entire Pentopolis alive. Do you understand what I'm saying, Consasau? It might be better if you assume I don't. What I'm saying is that this object, this temple, keeps our city safe. And by keeping Sagranza safe, we keep Forza safe, Confianza, Unidada, Fortuna. Every city in the steppe is alive and safe because of this temple. This city was not safe three weeks ago. This city was not safe months ago, before I even came. This stone has not protected this city for some time. It is the people of this city that protect this city. This is a stone that maybe keeps demons away. He smiles and his teeth are um, grotesquely white and straight. Ugh. And grotesquely perfect. Uh, and his, his white short hair is kind of like slicked back. And he says, um, I would expect you to think that. And he leans down a little bit and he goes, 
I need you to understand that I would do anything to protect this temple. What is it you're telling me? I'm telling you to leave. And I think he leans back and he turns and he starts walking away. Yeah, she's not leaving for like she mm. was gonna she was gonna walk away, but now she's just standing there for like <laughs> ten minutes. She's just gonna stand there. Yeah. I think you you stay and you wait and then you hear your name echo out in the hall and it's Nunu. <sighs> it was a person too early. <laughs> uh and Nunu goes, Consul and he you hear his footsteps. He's coming in through like one of the side arches. Uh, and he goes, uh, are you going to fight me again? No. Do you want to fight me? I do not. Uh, and he walks up to you and he, he rolls his shoulders and he goes, uh, you should be thankful to me. I gave you a lot of extra time. You gave me time? I won that battle. I fought and I invited you to come with me. <laughs> you, d- you gave me nothing. You made me a promise that after this, after that fight, you'd come home. I said when Sekiranza was safe. He, he puts up a finger, he like wags a finger at you. He goes, ah, no, no, no. You made me a promise. And now it's time to make do on that promise. At least let me say goodbye. He shoots you a sideways look and he goes, goodbye to who? To the family I've created here. You don't go through what we've gone through and just leave. I have to say goodbye. He uh, rolls his eyes and looks out uh, at the sun uh, through those arches. And he says, uh, all right, meet me at the gate tomorrow morning. We're heading out with a caravan. I smile really big because I'm hoping it's mudding use. Um, and I say, okay. He points a finger at like, it, like right between your eyes and mm-hmm. goes, you meet me there. Or else when I catch you, I don't want to have to do what we did last time. That wasn't fun for me. And I'm going to have to go harder next time. I just don't. I, he points me. I don't want to do it. Meet me tomorrow morning at the Southern Gate. I promise. I promise. Get that finger out of my face. I promise. Uh, and he turns and he walks away. I take one more look at the Sephira crystal and I make my way down. So who are you going to say goodbye to? Saving Evaristu for last. Um, I am going to go, and I'm going to be all over the city. It's going to take me all night. Um, I am saying goodbye to all of the guild leaders. Um, I'm saying goodbye to Zofia. I'm saying goodbye to Omen and Marshiri and Hamna Mamamen. And then I'm saying goodbye to Evaristu. I'm doing it in that order. Okay. So I think you go to the guild leaders and, um, you go to that, go to Guild HQ, and Pete Myth uh, and Sebastian and, and all the others are there. Pete Myth, um, I, <laughs> I don't even know how Pete Myth like. So I don't even know how Pete Myth feels about you anymore. I think so, he's just like. I just think it might be easier if we role play it. Okay. So I knock on the door. Pete Myth goes, "Come in." And I open the door and I come in. I go, "Hi, Pete Myth." Oh, Consul Silent. It's good to see. You. I haven't seen you since the uh, the Guild meeting. How are you doing? I'm okay. I have what I think will be good news for you. Mm-hmm. I am leaving tonight. Well, tomorrow morning, but tonight. His face falls a little bit and he goes, oh, you're leaving Segaranta? Yes, I'm going back home. To Forza? Yep. Someone called my dad. Oh, right. I guess we had a hand in that. Um, yeah. I kind of thought we were past that at this point. Uh-huh. Going home. 
Okay, well, you know, it's probably for the best, Konsasau. You're young, and you've already experienced a lot. So it'll be good for you to go home and, and, and get back to normal, I think. I'm not sure if I agree with you, but I think Segranza needs a break from me. Uh, he, he laughs. And, well, you know, maybe, Konsasau, but you did good. And he gets down from his desk, and he walks over, uh, and he extends a hand. Oh, I shake his hand. He goes, uh, if you're ever in Zagaranza again, just know that you can count on us. Thank you. And I make a little hasty exit before I start crying, because I wasn't expecting that to be emotional for me, but it kind of was a little bit. And you go and see... Zofia next. Zofia next. Or unless you want to roleplay some of the other... Uh, no. Let's say, um... Yeah, you go and see Zofia, and Zofia has their beard is is um their beard is done in a different braid, right? So we talked about a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, beards present their their gender identity by their braids, and Zofia's braid is in a different style now. So they are not presenting as um they're not using she her pronouns okay in accordance with their presentation. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And they, uh, when you see them, they're looking pretty good. We'll say if it's been like three weeks, um, you saw them like maybe two and a half weeks ago. Okay. So they're looking better and, uh, they let you in and, uh, Zofia says, um, I'm glad you overcame your pigheadness and comes, came to see me again. I roll my eyes a little bit and I go, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm awful. I came by to let you know that I am keeping my promise and I am leaving tomorrow morning. Zofia nods and they go, uh, I think that's a good call. Consasau. Yeah, I think so too. But wanted to let you know that I would miss you and that I hope you don't ever meet another friend like me. <laughs> and I laugh. <laughs> uh, they laugh too, and I think they pour um, they poured like two glasses of dwarf a dwarven ale because mm-hmm. we haven't had any dwarven ale in this whole campaign, and they pass you a, a glass. Heartily take it. They they sit down in a chair across from you, and they hold the the pint glass in two hands. Zofia says, "I do hope you come back, Sal. I hope so too. We dwarves live for a long time, so anytime you want to come back. I'm going to be here. Thank you. That makes me feel better. And I'll be happy to put you up and fight off any ruffians and <laughs> get in a war with you. Hopefully it won't come to that next time. <laughs> Hopefully the next time I come to this city, I can just come to this city and just be another tourist. They smile and they say, Consasau, I don't think you're ever going to just be a tourist. Constance kind of just like nods her head, takes a sip of the beer because she knows she probably won't be a tourist. She thinks there's probably a good chance she won't be allowed to leave Forza for a long, long time. The Hamna clan, uh, you go, uh, and it's getting late at this point, mm-hmm. I think. It's getting dark, and you arrive at the Hamna's house. Uh, you can hear laughter inside, um, and Marshiri and Omen barking at one another when you go to knock on the door and Marshiri opens the door and she goes, uh, I'm glad to see you. I would like to point out that my eyes are a teensy bit watery right now. 
Uh, she goes, are, are you, is everything okay? Yeah, everything is fine. I just came to see you guys. I have some exciting news. She leads you in, and uh, she calls to the back room for Hamna, uh, Mama Min, that you're here. And uh, Mama Min comes out, and, and Omin, I think, runs up to you. And I, I think Omin hugs you. Oh, I give him a big, big hug back. Uh, and he says, uh, I'm glad to see you. I'm, I'm so happy you're here. Like it's been a like a week since you stopped by. I know we got so used to seeing each other all the time, um, but this was this is good practice. What do you mean? And I wait until everybody's there, and I say, "I've got some exciting news. I'm going back home tomorrow morning." No, no. And Marcia goes, "What, Constantin?" And I think uh, Mama Min just nods. And Amin's like, no, no, you can't go back home. You blew a hole in the Segaranza wall and fought the city guard. You can't just go back to Forza. That's insane. I have done enough damage. I blew a wall in the city wall and I started a war. I think it might be time for me to go home. But I just wanted to show, I just wanted to come by and tell you all how much I appreciated you taking me in and being so kind to me. And I turn to Omen and I take his paws in my hand, in my hands, and I, I do the creepy grandma thing. Yeah, I, both yeah. in one hand and both of yours. Uh, yeah, clasp mm-hmm. it. I kind of, I look at him and I just go, and I especially want to thank you for being such a good friend to me, especially since I was not always such a good friend to you. He looks at you and then he looks at Marshiri and at Hamna. Uh, he goes, Constantine, you were you you were a good friend to me. I tripped you in front of a city guard when we first met. Before we were friends. Once we were friends, we were good. We can't just let her go. And Marcia goes, um, if if Constantine wants to go, she needs to go. Or if she needs to go, she needs to go. And I kind of like nod at her. Mama Min comes up to you, and uh, I think she she takes your hands from Omin's, and she goes, um. Constantin, you will always belong to the Hamna clan. Oh, she's crying. Constantin is crying. And she goes, uh, for better, for worse, or whatever mistakes you make or great things you achieve, you are Hamna. Ah, oh, bawling. Bawling. I think I just go in for a big hug. And, uh, yeah. I make a hasty exit after that. I can't stay there long. Okay. I can't. I think... You you leave mm-hmm. and you're walking down uh, the streets of Corpstown, and uh, you hear footsteps running after you, mm-hmm. and it's Omen. Of course it is. Uh, and he goes, "Constantin." I turn around. He goes, uh, "I can come to force it with you." Omen, you can't you can't leave your mom and your sister. Corpstown needs you right now. It's being rebuilt. You can help make it better. He... This town needs you. He snarls a little bit, and he goes, uh, well, then why can't you stay? I have to go back. I I made a promise that I would leave when the conflict was over. I caused, okay, oh, I didn't cause this conflict, but I was a big, big part of this conflict, and I have to keep my promise. I don't want to make any more damage. I don't want to damage this city any more than I already have. I have to keep my promise. I'm so sorry, Omen. And I think she's crying. He uh, he takes a step back and he goes, "Um, 
All right. Okay. Don't Constance, don't cry. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. I'm just gonna miss you so much. And I go in for a big hug. And he hugs you back, and he says, "Um, when you come back to the city, just let me know, okay?" Absolutely. Uh, and he lets you go, and he nods, uh, and he turns, and he starts walking away. Ah, she starts crying again and starts walking away. And uh, last, we have oh my god, we named them in episode one: Gilberto and Flora, and Flora, and Evaristo. Mm-hmm. You are standing in the street outside of Evaristo's home, where, where I've been sleeping. Oh, that's right. So I'm inside the house, I think. Okay, yeah, you just walk inside. Yeah. And and they say hello because and I think Flora sees you and she goes, Consasau, have you been crying? I have. I have some news. I am going home tomorrow. I think Flora looks concerned. Gilberto kind of like nods like he knew this was coming. And Evaristo, I think, looks oh, like just looks down, mm-hmm. like doesn't even look at you. I walk over to Flora, and I um, I take both of her hands. I don't do the creepy grandma thing, because she'll probably do the creepy grandma thing. But take both of her hands. And I go, Flora, I just want to thank you so much. You've been like a mother to me um, during this journey. And I am so sorry that I made you afraid for any any part of this. Um, thank you so much for being so kind to me and for, for fixing my clothes and for all the late nights talking. And I just, I just want to say thank you. She smiles and, and, uh, sniffles and, and like wipes away some tears and she goes, it, it, it's fine, dear. Um, it, it was a pleasure to have you and we'll never be able to thank you enough for looking after everybody's do and, and, and keeping him safe. I don't think I respond other than like kind of nodding and squeezing her hands a little. Uh, I think Gilberto just uh, shakes your hand and gives you uh, like this firm. Um, you're doing the right thing, Consasau. We'll miss you, but you're doing the right thing. Thank you. And that's when Evaristo gets up and walks out of the house. I follow him slowly. I don't immediately follow him. I kind of watch him leave the house. Mm-hmm. And then I walk. Like I do that. Mm-hmm. And then I walk out of the house. I didn't follow him. Uh, he goes to the square and goes to that uh, ta- that uh, bar stall yeah. in the square. Uh, and he passes behind the curtain and, and sits down at the bar. I sit next to him. And he orders two drinks and uh, the bartender brings them out. And he goes, uh, I just think it's senseless. What? You leaving, going back to Forza to live under your guild. It, it doesn't make any sense. I made a promise. I promised that I would leave when the fighting was over. The fighting is over. I have to keep my promise. I caused too much damage in the city. I can't... If I stay, there's going to be more. We haven't even re- rebuilt yet. Every, every, all the fighting that you did, we haven't fixed it. You, you haven't, you're, you're just leaving. You wrecked everything and now you're just going to leave before everything's fixed? I, I can't stay. If I had a choice, I would choose differently, but I don't have a choice. I have to go. He, uh, I think he runs his hands through his hair, uh, and he, then he takes a drink and he goes, okay, I don't understand and I don't agree with it, but if it's what you need to do, then it's what you need to do. And I am not going to pretend I've ever understood anything that you did, Constance. So (laughs) if that's what you're doing, then I'm sure it'll turn out well. I just can't put you guys in any more danger. Uh, I think he like sh- shakes his head and he goes, um, just write me from 
your ivory tower of course uh and he sits and takes another sip and i don't even think i sip mine i think i'm downing it. <laughs> it's like my third drink of the day i'm a little bit tipsy and i think i'm just downing it he sees you down your drink and he laughs and then he downs his then he orders another and then i think we cut to the next morning mm-hmm. and you're walking to the gate and uh Nunu is there with Umortelu. Ah, yeah. All and right. uh, Marinu is there, and so is uh, the the rest of Umortelu, who Nar- Narcisu and Jacinta. Yep. Uh, who left? Um, they they had gone on a job, uh, but Marinu had stayed behind. Uh, and Narcisu comes up and he slaps you really hard on the back, and he's just like, uh, he's like. I heard you caused a lot of problems, young lady. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you could say that. And uh, I, like, visibly wince when he hits me. <laughs> I'm still bruised. Yeah. And Marinu comes up and he says hello and he, he helps you with your stuff and helps get it loaded on to, like, Tarok wagons. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nunu is like, you're not going to give me any trouble, are you? As long as you don't give me any. And he nods. Uh, and Jacinta comes up and, and helps you out and, and puts every like helps you get ready for the trip and uh together all of you pass through the gate and as the sun is rising in the sky the gates open uh and the step spreads out before you and off far far in the distance somewhere is forza End of season one of the Sagaranza campaign. Yay! <laughs> I'm sad. That was good. That was a good ending. I'm kind of sad now. I've been joking about trying to kill Kunsa Sound from the beginning, but I'm kind of sad. I'm glad she's not dead. I'm excited to get a little distance yeah. and, and revisit Sagaranza soon. Yes. And I think that's that that's it for this week. And that's it for Segaranza, really. Yeah, that's it for a little while, too. Of regularly, not of our podcast, but of regularly, like, long-term... Campaign? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are, we, we're not entirely sure what we're going to do. In the next couple weeks, you can expect our live show to come out, as well as our breakout retrospective. We might do a Segaranza retrospective? Yeah. Maybe we talked briefly about it. I don't know how much there is to say on that, but uh we'll we'll see we'll give it a shot yeah and then we'll revisit just everything (laughs) we're doing so thank you all so much so that's it for this season i guess um thank you so much for joining us on this insane sane journey uh, we really, really hope that you enjoyed 61 episodes of Pulse of Sound's <laughs> ridiculousness. Um, we also want to thank Zach B., our editor and producer, because he had to edit and produce 61 episodes of her shenanigans, plus all of our other weird episodes that we've had in the meantime. So really, really thank you, Zach B. Uh, we also want to thank In Love With Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with the Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. 
Uh, make sure that you find and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can leave a message saying, I listened to all 61 episodes of this insane, insane drama that was just insane all the time. You can say that, but make sure that you give us five stars. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussions about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. I don't know if a complete 61 arc is a selling point or a deterrent, <laughs> but um, I, I think uh, I, I think that there are people out there who would really dig this show, and if you agree, please share us um, and, and tell people about us. Our winter specials are a little bit less 61 episodes yes more like three Mm -hmm. it's a little easier we want to send out a special thank you to our patrons for allowing us to keep this show going if you would like to become a patron of the show you can find us on patreon.com forward slash heart points pod you can directly support the show so that we can keep making ridiculously long 61 episode long length series seasons with very impulsive characters who do first, then think later, and have a surprising stat somewhere. <laughs> that tends to be my MO, so you can be a patron and, and help that keep going. <laughs> I think, are you feeling a little raw after after a little, that? A little bit. A little bit. My feelings are a little bit all over the place emotionally. This week, we want to give a very special thank you to patron of our hearts, Devin Preston, the fearsome and loyal Tyler of the Confianza Bowyer's Guild. Thank you, Devin, for your support and patronage. Thank you all again for joining us in Sagaranza today. We hope as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day. But like, a very, very nice one. Bye.